Welcome to Let Spirit Speak, uh, another edition, episode, and I'm your host, Alan John Holmes. And, you know, we often say, uh, as we start this this podcast, uh, you know, that we're here to help you to discover the power of spirit and healing, which we are. And we're hoping that through this podcast, um, with me and others, you will explore different topics, uh, of course, related to spirituality and the connecting with the world around us. And we will and possibly uh, cover topics such as spiritual experiences and premonitions and connections with the spirit world and other met- metaphysical experiences. And this week's um, uh, topic is premonitions. And, and there are three premonitions that I wanted to, to share. Uh, and they, two of them are, are now quite in the past, but the effects of those happenings, those world events, because these are world event premonitions, are certainly being felt um, to, to this day, are certainly, and still topical. They are very much uh, a part of our um, current world um, view or issues, shall we say. And, you know, this is the side of the work that I've often talked to people about that, you know, you, it's not all, uh, was it rainbows and unicorns? Um, the, so we, uh, we are subject to, to receiving, um, many different types of spiritual, um, experiences. And of course, with premonitions, it can be, um, many will be quite happy and uplifting and others will be quite, uh, difficult and may very much have to do with uh, the unfortunate passing of friends or family. Uh, also, you know, again, the good ones will be the celebration of a birth because you have a pre- premonition that someone's about to have a baby, and of course, they don't know that until later. Uh, you will also, um, you know, m- you may receive it in dream state, which is uh, usually the how most of the deeper premonitions are, are, are received or, or, or experienced. But definitely you will receive, um, if you're quite clairaudient, uh, clairaudient um, premonitions, uh, where you, are, you will be told in very clear sentences of, of what is to come. So this, this is important. These three particular premonitions that I'm going to share tonight are, are quite important because they, they are, uh, they're still in play. They're actually still in play around the world. Uh, and each one was quite evidently, um, or had, there was a fair amount of evidence uh, that I can draw upon in terms of people who heard me talk about these things and all, the, all, all those many years ago. Um, what could happen, what would happen, uh, the possible, uh, the possible uh, outcomes, I suppose. Uh, but the the first one was that I'm sharing with is back from 1989, and this was to do with North Korea, and it was a dream. And uh, like I say, I've many, many premonitions may come to you in dream state. I've had those since I was a child. Uh, and sometimes it's world events, sometimes it's, it's personal uh, situations, sometimes it's uh, just to do with the weather. I used to get a lot of weather predictions when I was a boy. <laughs> I mean, right up well up into my 40s or so. 
and um, they they every time I've had them they come true one hundred percent. There's there was no deviation in this at all. So this first one with North Korea happened in nineteen eighty nine, and I. In my dream, I was walking from South Korea to North Korea, and I guess I was walking through what you would call the, the, um, um, I guess it's the border zone or no man's land uh, between the two countries. And as I came across and stepping into North Korea, on my right, in these massive ditches, there were many, many thousands starving people. And in the ditches, they looked like they had been discarded and left to die. And that's exactly the way it was. And I could feel their starvation. This is the only way I can describe it is I remember when I did wake up from the dream, I could feel what starvation was and it was absolutely horrible. On the left side of the road, as I was walking north, and right across opposite side of the ditches was a perfect military. And in the background, you could see the uh, nuclear um, power plants. And when I awoke from the dream, I the first thought was, I must always keep the people of North Korea in my heart and mind in prayers and, and in um, asking for help for them. The second thing I realized uh, shortly after that was nobody knew, at least in the in the common world, and I'm not going to say it may not have already been known by certain other countries, that this was going on in North Korea, because North Korea is a concentration camp. It's a, it, it's basically, it's a, de it's a death camp. Uh, that's all, that's all, the only, I think it's the only way we'll ever really be able to describe it. And it's just fascinating that we still don't do more for them, but of course that's all because of the the problems, the, the geopolitics with, with probably China being involved. But for years, this was not really discussed. And then in 1993, on CBC Radio at 7 o'clock in the morning, I think it might have been a Saturday, actually, because I, I always had that sense that I wasn't running off to school uh, to go to work. And uh, suddenly... Uh, you know, the, the 7 o'clock news came on and the very first story was of North Korea and the, 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 mm, the sharing of the fact that all of these people or the North Korean people were starving. And I remember hearing it and you know, I looked at my wife and she just was quiet because the day that I had the original dream, I, I woke up and I said, Jenny, you, I had this dream of North Korea and I, you're my witness. You need to, you need to remember this. And of course, by this time we had been married by 1989, five years. And she was already getting a little bit tired of me uh, requesting her to uh, remember certain types of experiences I was having. And when I heard the news, you know, my, my heart broke because it, it confirmed everything. And then fast forwarding to these last, I guess the last couple of years, there's been a few uh, people, uh, I think two women now 
from who have escaped from North Korea discussing what their life was like discussing the the starvation the the control um, the uh, lack of choices the, the the fact that people you know and families can be penalized by in in, in generations if you don't uh, follow the rules and and bow to the leaders and you know just love your leaders as the only you know beings in the universe because it's more or less what uh, how it's described and of course uh, from what I understand from uh, from the stories I've heard uh, now to get out of North Korea it's even more difficult uh, because they've put landmines all throughout the the, um, I guess it's the mil uh, militarized zone or the border zones. So it's become even more difficult to escape. I, um, and I, I have always said to people, you know, North Korea needs to be, be watched much more than possibly the Middle East or even other areas of the world. Because it, although I don't know this it for a fact, you know, when I always say North Korea, the first country that comes to my mind right away, of course, is China. And that's always been that way since I had the dream. But I don't have details on that. So I can't really speak to that even from a, 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 the place of premonition. It's just one of those extra knowings. Dream, dream premonitions are so, what you receive is so clear. But the other part that people don't tend to understand is it's not just the main um, memory that comes back with you out of the dream. There are these uh, subconscious knowings that your into that your intuition will know when you hear the stories or or as the as the evidence comes to you of of that happening that tell you that everything that you you've experienced is 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 much deeper, and you know more than what you think you do as as the person who's had the the premonition and of course now we have the world situation that we have with north korea and 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 these ladies talking about it on on youtube etc and I'm, I'm just i'm gobsmacked as the british say because so much of what they say is exactly what i experienced in the dream and and all those years ago i i took a lot of guff actually from from friends because i they they thought I had, you know, kind of had an overreaction to it. And I was just adamant with them that, no, this this is horrible. And this is more important to the world than, than people realize. One of the, the other ones I had had to do with 9-11, but this was not a dream state. This was a waking state, which I found interesting. It was that powerful. And it was on September 10th, and I had come home from work, and I'm cooking. My wife's not home yet. Uh, she was on her way from her job back home. And a beautiful, sunny September evening, as we often get in Vancouver. It can be quite beautiful here in September, and it can be quite stunning. And I'm cooking, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just started to break into tears. And I was, I was 
quite overwrought. I had to sit down and for 45 minutes, that emotional state stayed with me. And then as I was in that state, wondering what the heck is happening to me, I heard very clearly in my left ear, pray for all those who die in fear, loneliness, and terror. And so I did. And I remember the time frame of this very clearly because the, the stove clock was there. And as quickly as it had come upon me, all of a sudden it was over. And I stood up and I thought, right, okay, well, let's get on with dinner. And just as I started to cook again, my wife walked in the front door. Of course, I told her what had just happened, and she looked at me rather oddly, and I said, something's up. I don't know what it is, but this is bad. This is going to be really, really bad. And of course, the next morning, I'm headed off to work because it was sunny. I was riding my bike up to the school. It was now, I was leaving. It was 7 o'clock. It only took me 20 minutes to get there. I was always early and late. Um, you know, I'd be there early and leave a little later always. It's just the way I, I am with any job I do. And as I had one foot out the front door, again, CBC Radio popped on when we used to listen to CBC Radio. And the first story was the 9-11 attacks. And the journalist who was on site said this. She didn't say pray for, but she said these words. There are people in the buildings who are dying in fear, loneliness, and terror. The same three words. It just went through my body. Can't describe to people the, 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 the impact of this. And, of course, there was a whole series of events that happened after that with, you know, geopolitics, um, politics of, of countries with, you know, now with security and, and extra controls. And of course, none of which have really subsided. In fact, in some ways they could, we could very well look at it and say it's actually getting worse. And certainly that, that idea of personal freedoms being, being taken away. And the next one, which is often I find with my colleagues in this work a little difficult because they, you know, we, no matter who we are, we, we have, we can get caught into ideologies, whether it's political, whether it's spiritual, even. Don't kid yourself, there are spiritual ideologies, and there's certainly religious ideologies, but even inside the spiritual, there can be a type of way of thinking that, that is more acceptable than others. So I was, uh, summer of 2016, I was uh, asked to work uh, down in the States in Oklahoma for the uh, couple of weeks. And it wasn't the first time I was down there. I've been down there a few times, and I have very close friends down there, but a, a colleague of mine who's a fantastic healer 
um, she would often ask me down to work in the summer because I, I was in school teaching and I had a massive music program, which, you know, I was at school at 6.30 for my first class and uh, often wasn't leaving till after 7 o'clock at night. And then, of course, weekends traveling. And, of course, anybody who's ever had a very large music program in a public, in a public school that is an elective course that is popular you kind of have an idea of what I'm speaking, of what I speak. Uh, it is, it, it, you basically, you're running a business. That's, that's what it is, and it takes up your entire life. Uh, just as a side note, I know many, many uh, music director uh, of, of both band and choir, or both like I did, um, who unfortunately have lost their marriages because of their programs and it's there's this this the st stats on that are quite high however so i'm down in in uh, oklahoma and it's july and it's the 2016 and very hot day and i had finished my work my last reading and i had the next day off which was great and uh, we we decided to watch uh the democratic convention because it would happen to be on. And, you know, I'm watching Hillary and I'm thinking, eh, you know, oh, well, okay, sure. And I'm thinking, you know, of Trump and I'm going, okay, yeah, well, sure. So, you know, the, the, the choices weren't great. And of course, our choice up here hasn't been great in Canada, but that's, that's another, another part of the puzzle on another level. And suddenly in my left ear, I hear very clearly, Trump will win the election. And I sat there and thought, um, okay. And so I waited. And all of a sudden, I heard it again, stronger and even more clearly. And so I told my friend, and you know, she was a, questioned it for sure, uh, wasn't thinking it was the best thing that could possibly happen. So I leave Oklahoma, and I come back to Canada and, and I have this massive music program that I'm walking into for the fall. So by just after the 20th of August, I'm already back in school because that was a year that uh, the 2016, 2017 year that we were headed to Europe with a hundred kids. Our music program was 600 and a hundred were going, which was great. But my entire year was completely focused on, on that, plus all the other trips and festivals and all the concerts that, that we were doing. And it was a lot. We, we, that, we never stopped. We never stopped. <laughs> it, was, it was terrific in one way and terrible in, in another. And in the spring of 2017, my friend calls me because I hadn't, we hadn't talked in months because she knew I was going to be busy. And I had told her I would be. And all she said to me was, Alan, I get it. I get what happened with spirit. And she said, they were really right. And you were really brave to say it. And it was, it was quite an interesting revelation because she had been doing a lot of research uh, about various situations going on in the world with, with certain other political groups and how it was affecting um, countries and particularly, particularly uh, the personal politics of countries. 
a lot of people think that our politics and our voting is is isolated to our particular uh, countries that there's no other influence and of course as we as more and more people are figuring out now it hasn't been that way for a very long time so the upshot of this is all of those three premonitions as we look at world politics now are quite related not in the in the fact that North Korea is related to um, 9-11, which is related to Trump, but the election of Trump in, in uh, 2016. But all of these scenarios are still in play. And in that, in that, if we're, I think, reasonably intelligent, we can see crossovers of, of interest going on. There's, there's more at play than what people realize, and that's why I'm sh I wanted to share this on this podcast. And I know, you know pe people say, oh yeah, but you know when we're talking about spirituality, we just want it to be uplifting. We don't want to have to worry about this, and we don't want to have to you know, consider that there, the, there are these conversations and manipulations going on that are so deep that that we are you know um we are really that naive and that to look at it is really gonna put set a little bomb off in our idea of worldview but as i said earlier it's not all rainbows and unicorns and we have to grow up enough to be able to cess through this figure it out, uh, be mature enough to look at it and not be offended if something goes on that seems to go against our perceived ideology or opinion that, that we have had for you know many years. So often I have found with the spirit world that the truth that you think you are walking with it, you've, you, because of your certain experiences in your life and, and the way you look at the world, in a more liberal or conservative way may very well not be the truth. And when spirit brings you the truth, it might very well challenge you to have to modify or even change. This is, this is real. We can have many things true at the same time that might contradict each other. We can have many things that are wrong at the same time. And we can have what is true and what is wrong all happening at the same time as, as, as they do. But all of it, we have to be able to, to look at, to absorb to be courageous and not to run away and not to use a, uh, a, a technique now, which is, well, I'm offended, so I don't want to hear that. Well, I'm a f I've been offended when, when many of my own loved ones have been diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> well, you're not running away from that, are you? You know, 
to coin a phrase from Gore, you know, an inconvenient truth. And these are incon inconvenient truths. And they're not so far apart in the relationship than, than, than people realize, or than what people realize. And I'm not sitting here saying that I have all the answers from what I've received in these, in these uh, visions and premonitions, but I do know without a doubt that they are all somehow and still are interconnected, certainly with what's going on in the world. I would strongly suggest that uh, anyone out there who hasn't, you might want to research a little bit about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. You might want to look at, I think it's the technocrats, the, that whole um, idea, and just see what fits for you and doesn't. We, anyone out there, anybody out there in the world who's received similar experiences to what I've had, you and I both know that you are not the popular person in these conversations. I hope I've just reached a few people when I said that. You're not, and you won't be. And you will know in yourself that there's more truth in what you received than what is actually being discussed uh, between people, popular media, because you've been given an insight into something deeper. And all I can say to anyone else out there who's had, have had these experiences like I've had, give it to spirit and God, sit with it, let yourself be led by the divine, ask that the truth always be shown and not necessarily what we think is true but what is really true even if it means we have to for lack of a better uh, explanation eat crow if you know if you know that term which is basically you have to eat eat what you thought your opinions really were because they're really not the right ones anymore and you were wrong i'm okay with that in fact, I, I kind of enjoy that to, to, to some degree. You know, if I'm wrong, I want terrific. And I have no problem saying to somebody that I'm wrong. But not everyone does. Not everyone can handle that. <laughs> it's difficult. All right, pride. Pride and prejudice. Just saying. Good old Jane Austen. Um, so be well. If you wish to stay connected with with this uh, podcast, um, let Spirit Speak, uh, please subscribe <laughs> if you wish to. Uh, you may leave a review only if it's good. Um, hopefully that'll help others to find us. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Alan John Holmes Spirit Lights Healing Center. And uh, center is spelled the... Canadian slash French way, C-E-N-T-R-E. -E. Uh, you can visit my webpage, which is alanjohnholmes.com for more events, which is, is not up to date, but we're going to get that there soon. And I thank you so very much for allowing me to talk with you and to share these experiences. And if you ever have an experience that you wish to share, just please put it in the comments, write about it. I'd love to hear it, read it. Um, and, uh, because I think there are more of us out there 
having these uh, experiences than, than what uh, is really discussed openly. And I wish you also very, very well healing and light and love to everybody, uh, to our world, because we need it. And let us just continue to, to seek for truth, honesty. I think honesty should be one of the first ones up there and help us to uh, help us to listen. Listening is important. We're not always good at that. So be well and talk with you next time. Thank you.